0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: We drink tequila, we talk. Welcome to Team Tequila
0: Talks. That's about it. Okay, Mm. cheers. Cheers. Got Sherry from LA and Brandy and I are here in Atlanta.
1: (laughs) Those are cute glasses. Ooh, I
0: like it. I got them from a vintage store here. Everybody, welcome to Team Tequila Talks, your co-host Cassandra Gina Bell, and Sharion Gonzalez, a fun dial-in episode we've got going on again. And our guest, Brandy Rhodes. Well, that's your stage name. Yeah. And that's what, wait, that's, that's what we're going with here. Yeah. <laughs> the stage name and the government
2: name are so close, we just don't have to. Like, I mean, <laughs> plenty of times, like I'll go in for appointments and things and I'll, I'll say my, my actual name and then they'll be like, we have Rhodes, I'm like, that's fine. Close
0: enough, R, <laughs> right? <laughs> same so brandy you have seen her in the wwe you've seen her on aew and basically anything having to do with wrestling uh she's been all over the wrestling world and she also has a really cool show coming up that is right up our alley sherry it's called brandy on the rocks and while we are tequila fans here and explore (laughs) all of the different ways to have tequila and we have fun people come on and teach us how to make fun beverages is it just Brandy? Why don't you tell us about the show? What's, what's the show? So the show, well,
2: it's a two-part show thing. Let's go back. Okay, so I have a successful YouTube show called Shot of Brandy. Um, it was on YouTube for about four years, got picked up by a production company. So it's in its like turning phase. So hopefully the next time we talk, it'll be on network somewhere. Um, oh, nice. But Shot of Brandy is a cooking, cocktails, talk show. It's a weird combination of all the three, and it's just delightful. It's wonderful.
1: So you're going around (laughs) visiting bars, and then you're also going visiting restaurants? so that's what brandy on the rocks is going to be so Shadow brandy's in like usually
2: it's in my kitchen um but the production company they, they want to do something fancy so we'll see what we'll see what happens with that but yeah if you look on youtube at Shadow brandy all taking place in like my kitchen or kitchens where i was vacationing or whatever guests come on wrestling up uh, steven was on actors musicians um come on we make the favorite drink we cook something that kind of goes with it Sometimes it goes bad because we drank too much and didn't follow any
0: recipes. <laughs> Unfamiliar, um, that never happens to us.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a part of cooking. That's a part of life. Like you, you screw up and then you fix it as best you can and you know, serve it to your family and hope that they can stomach it. Right. Um, but I <laughs> but feel like I'm a better know, cook. Talk about projects and things that they have going on and it's really cool and great. But we were missing it because we turned it over to the production company And, you know, it's been like six months or so since I've had a new episode of that. So I decided to create Brandy on the Rocks as kind of like not a filler, but something, you know, new for fans to kind of sink their teeth into. And that's the one where we're going to go to bars and restaurants around Atlanta, um, talk to the chefs and the head bartenders and learn how to make signature cocktails like professionals.
0: Love that. We're learning every day here on Team Tequila Talks, which is, that brings me to what we're drinking right now. Yeah, okay. So this is a Southern Skinny. Mm. And we came up with this concoction in honor of you. Yay. Uh, I asked Brandy <laughs> what she liked to drink. And she, you know, you mentioned just sort of like something light, something refreshing. It is a hundred degrees down here right now and we've had no respite from the heat. So something on the lemonade, refreshing type front, but here at Team Tequila Talks, we always like to step it up a notch with the wellness That's and with amazing. the benefits. We like to offset things like inflammation, dehydration, et cetera, with what we are putting in the cocktail. Sherry, you want to tell us the ingredients for what we're drinking today? Yes.
1: We, so we have a Blanco tequila and we mix it with vital proteins, hydration, and collagen. So it's kind of like, you know, one of those little electrolyte packs that you take when you drink too much or are too dehydrated. <laughs> it's exactly from a night what out. It we're is. mixing. So this is like the night out pre, right? So we're not wasted. We're not dehydrated. We're overhydrated right now. So we added that to some soda, shook it up. And so basically the vital protein collagen is, it's one of the only electrolytes that combines really good grass fed pasture raised collagen and 880 milligrams of electrolytes. And most packets have about 450, 500. It's a lot. And it's like a small packet and it only has one gram of sugar, which here we love. Do not give me a sugar laced anything. I don't want it in my cocktail. I don't want to see it. I don't want to feel it. I don't want to, I don't want to see it the next day. Basically collagen is amino acids. It has glycine, proline, and hydroproxylene. They form three strands which make up the triple helix structure of collagen. You guys, I'm a scientist. Did I good? Sherry? You're I a
0: scientist, about? Sherry. I, like I was just <laughs> gonna say. <laughs>
2: like, I was like, my trainer was did just you, talking to me about amino acids the other day. Did you just take your so- glasses last week? I, Holy I, shit.
1: I did, but amino acids are important. But if I can have some in a cocktail, like I just feel like I'm plus collagen, I feel like I'm winning. So collagen is found in any connective tissue. So like skin, tendons, bones, and cartilage all things that if you work out a lot, like I'm sure we all do. And if you're aging, which none of us are, but if you are aging, these things kind of deplete over time. So in our drink, we're putting back what we're kind of depleting over time and also staying super hydrated. We're low-carbing it. And we have like some grass-fed animal protein, something in there. So I feel like collagen, we've had this conversation before about the science. It's fairly new. And here, we like to believe that if you drink it, it does do something for you. There are some new science that's come out about it where it's like, I don't know, guys, you can't really drink collagen back into tendons and connective tissues. But we say here you can, because why not?
0: Well, and also it can't hurt. We've talked about this before. If the jury is still out. There's no reason why you shouldn't give it a try because what if in five years we have the science to see that oh no this really did work this whole time. And the thing that I find interesting about this is it basically is like a Gatorade, okay, but it's not going to have all of the Sugars and all of the additives and the artificial flavors and the things that make it neon blue. Like, so, right? So, you're getting the same taste like a Gatorade, but you're not getting all the junk that goes with this. I mean, this is a very light color, it's almost like a lemonade, and it's called Tropical Blast. So, see, when you think Tropical Blast, Gatorade, Powderade, you're probably thinking something. fluorescent red, blue, orange, even, (laughs) and it's just neon colored. And this isn't that, but I have to say it it has all the flavor. Yes. This is delicious. Like I'm
2: jealous. I didn't think of this. And I have to say, I'm a skeptical person. I have been skeptical, skeptical, This is (laughs) already, already. Um, uh, but I've been skeptical of collagen powder um, with smoothies and things like that, because I like to see the benefits like right away which nothing there's th- that's not real. So like I'm always that person that's like two weeks yeah my wrinkles aren't gone by.
0: <laughs> but you also don't know how rapidly you would be aging if you didn't use it. That's exactly. the thing and I I think I've talked about this before but I did the thing after I had my daughter where I got the placenta encapsulated. I did too. And everybody said did it work? And I'm like I don't really know because I didn't not do it. Right. So right. I don't know how but I would you know, have felt if I, I, I maybe like I recovered really quick I
2: from having if I
0: had a decent recovery, yeah. but I, I mean, I could have had a horrible postpartum depression and just didn't know about it. Did the pl- encapsulated okay. placenta save me? I don't know. I right, right. wait,
1: I didn't drink or encapsulate my placenta and. I had a great recovery. So I don't know. That, that <laughs> that's, missed my. That's
0: It's whatever works for you. And it's exactly. whatever, you know, whatever does or does not work for you. So I, would that
1: be uh, vegan? I have a question about the placenta. Would that be technically a vegan treat? Because it's organic
0: it's a treat. Yeah. But well, I mean, uh, in terms of like, well, because it's more cannibalistic that, than vegan, I think.
1: Yeah. Do you so it's meat. You would say placenta is meat? I think so. Well, anytime right? that you a-
0: eat, like, because they say that the most nutrient dense parts of an animal are going to be your liver, your kidneys, your organ meats. Right. And right. that's why it's so good to eat head to tail. But when you're talking about human, yeah. I don't know, because <laughs> they say that breast milk is vegan. And I think, is it though? It's an animal it- product We're animals, yes, it's a exactly. product of us. I don't think that breast milk is vegan. I don't. Well- well, I don't but know. then I honestly haven't uh, thought about any of it. <laughs> it. The jury's
1: out. The jury is out. But the only reason why I asked that is because there is vegan collagen that I like looked up, and I was like, how can vegan? How can there be vegan collagen when we know collagen is from like animals? It's you have to be, you have to have yeah. connective hmm. tissues, and it can't a, come from a, a lot plant. of
0: times. Collagen is from from a fish or fish scales or you know and so for people that are pescatarian or they don't eat cow because the best collagen the most dense collagen that you're going to get is going to be bovine which is from a cow, a cow um yeah. you know bone marrow from cows is incredibly nutrient rich and nutrient dense assuming that you're getting you know sustainably sourced cattle and it's not being pumped full of hormones or antibiotics sure. and i think that probably that goes for the collagen as well so fish can be a bit cleaner so for people that are very like you know second guessing uh, do i want to eat something from a cow if, yep. so the fish can be a bit more approachable for people but i don't understand how a collagen can be vegan just like I've, I've seen a because lot of vegan bone broths and i'm like that's not that's a thing. not you real know? it's
2: I mean, not right? bone with bone marrow i have a question is bone mm-hmm. marrow supposed to taste like anything
1: yeah. It's delicious.
2: It t- it's delicious. It's to you, me. It, it tastes like a meat jam. Every time me. I get it, maybe I'm getting it from the wrong places, but every time I get it, I'm excited about it. And then I, you know, taste it and I'm like, it's just, I
0: don't know. It's like a jelly without flavor. It's a meat jam. Like, it's, I think, well, I think <laughs> it's kind of like a salty meat jam yeah. and you put a little spring onion and a little spice okay, on there. See, I think maybe they're delicious. not
2: seasoning it. Um, I won't say where I recently had it from, but I was Okay. Was really so upset. let's, we're,
0: you know, maybe you'll have to go somewhere on Brandy on the rocks and yes, go to a new place because, because have you ever done a bone marrow louche? No. Okay. No. So oh I'm an gosh. expert. I don't know.
1: Cassandra's like a pusher. Cassandra's <laughs> a pusher of the bone marrow. It's louche. an
0: experience. I'm not a, a pusher of drinking. I just want people to have the experience. If so they you haven't drink had your drink
2: out of a bone out marrow. Of the bone. Like, okay. So what
0: you do is for those of you who haven't tried this. You order bone marrow from a restaurant. You know, a lot of times you can get it at a steakhouse. Yep. And I learned this trick in Texas because I, I, I also grew up on a cattle farm. So I, I've got all these cow tricks up my <laughs> sleeve, these cowgirl tricks up my sleeve. Um, so you order a bone marrow and you scoop it out and you do the thing and they usually have it with toast or crackers or bread or whatever. Right. And, you know, you kind of sop up the collagen and, and what's left on the bone, That's what you want because when it's roasted in the oven, it really extracts all of that super nutrient dense collagen and bone marrow properties that are going to be really beneficial for you. And then what you do, because those oils kind of stick to the bone, is you take sherry or brandy, sherry or brandy. Guys, I love it. It's a sign. (laughs) So, you take sherry or brandy and you take the bone, which is usually about six inches, you know, maybe four, maybe eight, depending on where you're going. And you put it in front of your mouth, like an ice luge or like some, like a luge luge. And you just pour the sherry or the brandy. Sometimes whiskey works too, if you're really going for it. (laughs) And you pour it down and it takes all of that richness, all of that fat, those oils, all of that that was left behind on the bone comes down in the form of a liquor rinse or liquor rinse wow. so it's, it's the
1: healthiest shot you could probably ever take i would yeah, think because you're getting okay. like it's a that. healthy shot i and, but cassandra one time we had it with sake i believe one time we did it with sake hey. at, at a sushi, <laughs> sushi
0: i know that restaurant. was whiskey that was japanese whiskey mm.
1: oh japanese whiskey mm-hmm. okay 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 so uh bone marrow people is not vegan <laughs> None of the things we're talking about is vegan, I but think if it's you like want the to opposite it,
0: of vegan, I think it's, it's the like-
1: opposite of vegan, yeah. but we're not anti-vegan here. So there is vegan collagen. It is used by genetically modified yeast and bacteria. Well, that sounds so not I good. This. Well, I think anything genetically, anything modified to be anything. I just don't know how health, if that's a healthier version than a cow derivative or a fish derivative collagen. I just don't, I don't know if that's actually healthier or more harmful. So I wouldn't recommend the vegan collagen only because what is it really doing? If this is doing something, then that definitely ain't doing nothing. That's just my opinion.
0: Right. I think that anytime you can stick with natural things that come from the earth, you know, I mentioned eating head to tail, which I think is better for the earth because of sustainability, but also you're getting, you're not wasting any part of an animal I feel like anytime you can stick to what comes from the earth, whether that is a plant or a, an animal, you are always going to process that a little bit more easily in your body. Even I looked at this vital proteins because I was curious why it tastes sweet. And I thought, oh, did we just get ourselves into a sucralose trap here? Did we just... Mm-hmm. Try to, did we just get a bunch of artificial sweeteners? And no, the answer is uh, monk fruit, which is a plant derivative. Now, some people don't like monk fruit. However, if it is mixed in with other flavors, I feel like it's worth a try because, Mm -hmm. you know, you hear about people that don't want to put, some people don't like Stevia, some people don't like monk fruit, and they don't want to put it in their coffee because it makes their coffee taste funny. And that's fine because everybody has different tastes. You got to find what works for you. But I have always been a fan of this vital proteins brand because i found them to be pretty clean yeah you know this is grass-fed and pasture raised so the important thing about grass-fed is that these again we were just talking about how doing things naturally from the earth is just sort of the way that your body is meant to process things that's true of cows too so if cows are out eating the grass they're sometimes maybe eating some bugs that are on the grass and they are just they're eating all of the things that they were designed their body was designed to process cows have four stomachs we only have one but cows are designed to be able to break down hay and grass so when you go into a farm this is kind of a big problem with factory farming in the United States you go in and you feed cows grains their Mm -hmm. bodies are not meant to eat corn yeah. They're, they, it, it fattens them up and it inflames their fat cells and it just makes them really, the fat content is much higher, which some people want if they're selling a certain type of fancy steak, yeah, but right. for the most part, that's not the type of food that cows should be eating. And then you have to understand that that's going to have an effect on the cows, which then if in turn you eat the cow products is going to have an effect on you. So anytime you can get grass fed, that is the move for sure. Yeah.
1: So we're getting our grass fed. We're getting, this is, you know, great collagen and we're beaut- beautifying. What is this, the beautification of our tequila? That's what we're doing.
0: Beautification. We're getting it all <laughs> in. Like it. Yeah. I'm going to pick this now, up. Where do you get the I've, I've Whole seen it Foods, at Home Foods. Yeah. Amazon. Yeah. I mean, this one came via Amazon because, you know, convenience yeah, we Amazon. <laughs> point for that, uh, points for that. But I think you could get it at like any type of health Public food health store. Um, yeah. I think like GM- GMC. GMC. Might have, yeah, right? GMC has it. Yeah. I have to say that I don't know all the specialty stores in the nooks and crannies in Atlanta yet. So you're going to have to fill me in on some of your favorite spots. where Where's your favorite place to get a cocktail in Atlanta? Ooh, that's.
2: Tough. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, what's really strange is I do, and this is going to sound crazy. I do most of my like real drinking in Disney world. Oh, <laughs> like I'm a Disney, I can tell you where to drink in Disney How world. How often land, like, do you go to Disney? A lot. Okay. I'll be there next week. All right. I Listen, <laughs> but, I
0: love Disney.
2: Oh, I'm obsessed with Disney. Like Disney is Life to me, like, but you can't I'm... get
0: drinks in the Magic Kingdom. Yes, you can. Where, what's your secret? Are you okay. allowed to say this publicly?
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Be Our Guest restaurant has oh, drinks. Oh, yeah, they have um, beer and wine. Jungle Cantina, the newer restaurant that they like revamped for um Jungle Cruise. Mm-hmm. You can get drinks. I feel like there's some place else that I'm missing. I don't know if you can do it at Cinderella's table,
0: probably. I, i've probably. had wine at cinderella's table so yeah So i don't think you can get well hard not like not liquor. hard like
2: crazy yeah, yeah. no yeah it was no wine Epcot is your spot yeah that, and you can obviously. get margaritas
0: and um, they've got all kinds of stuff because they've got yeah. the showcase of all the countries and yes all of that you can stuff Get
2: really messed up yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you would like i love
2: um, wait a little I love around
1: that. the world tour you won't make it i love I've that you're seen, like i've what? literally
2: seen grown grandmas have to, to, have to make a pit stop in the bushes at, Oh in, wow! In before. Cause they went a little too hard. Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> Wait, you know what I love about this is Disney's brand is absolutely not drinking. And you just said my favorite place, my favorite, what's your favorite <laughs> bar in Atlanta? I have to admit it's Disneyland. I was not <laughs> at
2: the entire I'm, metropolis of Atlanta. Let's go to Disney. No. Um, so let me try to think about Atlanta. <laughs> where, where do I like to, well, okay. So as far as, um, the show goes, I just went to Juniper Cafe, which is a Vietnamese Southern fusion restaurant. Fusion. Yeah. And they have an amazing drink there. It's like they serve it in a beer glass. So it's literally like this big and it, it can hurt you, but it tastes so good. Just mm-hmm. if you go there and you want to get, it's called the zone one. If you want to get that drink, cab, Uber, Okay, don't drive. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be in trouble if you drive, but it's it's amazing. So that they have great drinks there trying to think. Have you been
0: to little spirit? No. So I have to say that that was a really cool one. I went, this was a while ago, but I asked for a cool, fun, funky cocktail. And they said, do you like mezcal? And I said, obviously. (laughs) And so it came in a cereal bowl with um, the little tiny ice pellets. Okay. And Tricks cereal on top oh, of it. Wow. And it was like a cocktail that's supposed to be like a breakfast. I think it was called Saturday oh. Morning Cartoons or something like that. that. I don't even remember. (laughs) And so I didn't, I gotta, I have to admit, I didn't eat the tricks because that's a lot of artificial coloring that I'm not a fan of, but in terms of the garnish and decoration, they definitely get points for creativity and the cocktail itself was great. And the interesting thing about that place is that they juice all their own stuff. So Mm. they've got like, they had a Bugs Bunny cocktail and they juice their own carrots and stuff. So it surprised me that they did the tricks, but you know what? I, I thought that it was still really cute. And also just because they're given to you, doesn't I mean you have to eat them right? exactly nope. exactly yeah, me that. i'll eat the
2: truth i'll eat anything <laughs> once, I'll <try> anything once. <laughs> and then like you know we don't have to go back seven lamps in atlanta in buckhead they have some seven really great drinks. lamps yeah. like
0: you know lighting
2: yeah okay seven
0: lamps they're right. right
2: by the metropolis of buckhead near um uh linux square they're actually in shops around linux they're great And like super understated, they have great food too. Seven lamps. I'm going to go with seven lamps.
0: Well, we're going to have to follow your show to figure out what you discover along Along the the way. way. Some fun stuff. Okay. So, you know, we love our fun cocktails. We've got our Southern Skinny here. Cheers again, which is delicious. We're going to have to add this to our list of (laughs) our recurring drinks. Here at Team Tequila Talks, we obviously are wellness enthusiasts. Uh, We are also tequila enthusiasts, but part of the wellness and tequila enthusiasm is wanting to, I don't want to say earn your cocktail. Cause if you (laughs) feel like you're, I mean, everybody should feel deserving of what they want at all times, but it really feels like the tequila, the cocktail tastes better when you've gotten in a good sweat. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I have to say that earlier today I did this incredibly difficult yoga workout where I burned 200 calories, which for for a 45 minute yoga workout, that's That's a lot. Yeah. It is a lot, right? Like normally I do yoga as a stretch and get into your body and I might be a little bit sore and I just want to move a bit. Yeah. And this was not that. This was, I was in a full sweat and I just, I was very, satisfied at the end of it, because it was kind of a nice surprise. I wasn't expecting that type of challenge, but I love yoga. Uh, I used to, and I I used to work out a bunch and was very anti-yoga because I just said, you know what, it's just, it's too zen and I'm not getting what I want out of it. And if I'm taking an hour out of my day or an hour and a half out of my day or two hours by the time you shower and go somewhere and drive there and drive back and all of that stuff, I, Want an ass kicking, yeah. I don't want to just go like meditate and chant in a room. (laughs) And I have found that once I got into my own practice and started doing yoga on my own, and this came with traveling a bunch. And I mean, you don't even really need a mat if you're traveling because if you have like a towel at a hotel or even a carpet, you can make do right. You don't have to have the mat, you can do yoga anywhere, no special shoes, no special equipment. A lot of times I will just do it in my bra, my underwear, barefoot in a hotel room, because that's what I've got. And I, you know, I find that that's for me is the most rewarding thing because I can do it anywhere. And I'm just checking in with my body and really feeling that body connection. And it allows me to be in a better headspace, to go do those challenging workouts.
1: Yeah. I mean, I used to do power yoga, which is probably, and Kundalini is actually extremely hard. And also Ashtanga, if you get like Ashtanga three, four, you can work up, like back in the day, I did yoga for like, what, six, seven years before I got pregnant. It's the only thing I ever did, because I read an article that said J-Lo did it and Halle Berry did it. And I was <laughs> like, well, uh, I better hop on this trend. So I did it and I was also, really, I was really thin. I my, I didn't have a lot of muscle, and then I switched and I started doing like hit workouts and lifting heavy, and and now I'm done with that. I do that maybe like once a week. I take like an Orange Theory class now. I do mostly Tracy Anderson method and Pilates and a one hit class a week. It's kind of mix it up
0: that you say that you did that because JLo did it because I remember reading, <laughs> I think it was in high school that. It was right when Janet Jackson had the abs and the Super Bowl and the thing, and everybody said, What's your trick? And she said, I hold a plank every day for one minute. And I go, I can do that. Yeah. Great. Six <laughs> packets on the way. I did that shit for like three years. And let me tell you, I did not come anywhere close to getting a six pack. Not even a little bit. My core was super strong, yeah. but you just couldn't see it because I'm just not one of those people that yeah, it's super genetic, mus- right? It's like, totally genetic. Your
2: muscles protrude. Yeah. And it's such a mind F because like you see people who you're like, okay, they're just doing this and I can totally do this. I'll just do that and too. then you, you do it for, you know, three, four months and you're like, where am I falling short? Mm-hmm. Until you figure it out that like, hey, I'm just not going to show the same way that this person did.
0: <laughs> and I bet you see that more than basically anybody in the real world because you are- in the wrestling world. And you're seeing people all the time that are wearing basically speedos. So you've seen every body type and you've probably seen people that are like five foot five and people that are six foot nine. And you've probably (laughs) seen people that are really long and lanky and really bulky and men and women and upper body and lower body and all of these different things. So I would imagine that you have seen it all when it yes. comes to exercise, working out, challenging your body. What works for some people
2: doesn't work for other people. It's it's bizarre. It's really weird. I feel like I'm in a phase right now of just kind of hitting my groove of what works for Brandy post-baby in this next <laughs> phase of life, whatever that is. Um, yeah. And it's, it's not the same. It's not what it was before. Like before I was very... Lots of like hip workouts, Tabata style training, um, lots of running and that don't do it anymore. Now it's a lot for this phase of my life. It's a lot more heavy lifting, which I wish we would switch because I I would rather that have been (laughs) over with for me. But now I feel like I'm like noticing a lot more difference from just heavy lifting. And like my trainers having to tell me like, you don't have to do this much cardio all the time. And I'm like, yeah, I do. No, my whole life I've had to do this much cardio. That's what I did this right. is my routine. <laughs> right, but now that I'm seeing like, oh, you actually are still doing cardio by doing these uh, like these lifts. It just doesn't feel like it. It feels really weird.
0: Well, and when you wear your Apple watch, a Fitbit or whatever, and you wear these things and you go and you do a leg day, you go, holy smokes, I burned as many calories. My heart rate is at 155. And how is it that I did just as much as if I ran three miles or five miles or whatever? It's kind of crazy. This information era that we're in Yeah, because you can really see what is happening with your body and not all calories. They always say that not all calories are created equal and this applies to food you know you've seen the memes floating around that say 100 calories of a banana is not the same as a 100 calorie uh, snack pack mini muffin with 48 ingredients yeah, and right. that is also true for burning calories because you can get on the treadmill and burn 200 calories but if you do that every day, it's going to look quite different than if you were lifting weights, burning mm, yeah. 200 calories, because you're just not going to get that muscle doing, yeah. you know, hamster cardio. Well,
1: I was watching the JLo documentary. I don't know if you guys seen it halftime. It's actually yeah. really good. I would check it out because she's like 51 or 50. and She looks amazing. And she was another Tracy Anderson addict for years. And it's her, Gwyneth Paltrow, Kate Hudson, Jessica Chastain. So I started doing it in the pandemic and it's like small weights high reps. It's dance choreography for sure. Ankle weights, some small, some heavy, but my body kind of changed and it got soft. And I'm, I'm, I'm like pretty muscly. It was like, I don't like the way I look anymore. Like post baby, like I don't need all these goddamn muscles, like popping out everywhere. So I'm like, I want to look more softer, more rounder, but I got more jigglier. And my husband was like, Hey, you know, that's kind of nice. And I was like, jigglier. Oh
0: more jiggly. There's your, your, there's your, there's your phrase of the episode, Sherry.
1: Yeah, (laughs) but I didn't like it. And I was reading some science and they were like, you know, women should, as you age, actually, Brandy, where you're kind of right is you're supposed to stop the high impact, the, the, like, you know, you don't need to beat ropes, you know, the heavy ropes, you know, your shoulder girdle and all that stuff gets messed up. And what I read was either heavy and slow or even low and slow for women post baby. Mm -hmm. No matter the age, because you get more, you don't bulk, and I think hit you actually bulk because you're using too much of your fast twitch muscles. So mm-hmm. when you're doing like you know rows so fast for time, instead of like trying to get a rhythm and stretching and using the back muscles and stuff like that. So I've kind of seen a change in my body that I like. Now that also involves a lot of my diet, right? Because if I just kind of have a fun week and I'm like f it, I do <laughs> see changes too. You gotta live <laughs> it's not your life like in your Yeah. No, you have to. Like (laughs) I was a guy on the scale and I was like six pounds heavier. And I can always tell because my jeans, right. I get my jeans tailored. I have like a little bit of a weird body. I have a short torso. I'm small. So all my jeans are tailored. And then I can always tell when it's like that last button and you're like, oh, and then you're sitting at dinner and like creases and you're like, all right, I need to get it together.
0: It makes sense though what you're saying, because We do the Legree Pilates. I love solid core. We go work out at House of Strong. Uh, You know, shout out to Mark Strong, who's a regular on our show. And it's always filled with women. And granted, they have women of all ages. But I find it interesting because I I never feel like more of a stereotype than when I do these classes because I put on (laughs) my athleisure, my matching athleisure, Because it is what you wear to work out now. And I usually pair it with going to pick my daughter up or like running to the grocery store. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to change. What am I going to put on jeans to impress the people at the grocery store? No. (laughs) So I wear my gear and all of a sudden I'm like, you know, pushing my grocery cart and I got my matching aloe stuff on. And then I hit my degree class where it's all women in matching athleisure (laughs) sets, but it's that low impact Heavy, slow resistance. And I was thinking about this when I was in a class yesterday. I genuinely enjoy that type of workout. It makes me feel strong when my abs are so burnt out that I have to give up. I like that type of, you know, because I can sit there and I, I will go to the gym with my husband sometimes and we'll do a workout and they'll say, okay, you know, you're gonna do 30 oblique sets and 30, 30 setups, and then 30, you know, plank jacks, whatever. And my husband is definitively stronger than me. But (laughs) I can crush him in those core sets. And he has a six-pack and I don't. And I can do it so much faster. My core is so strong, but you can't see it. And I think it has a lot to do with that, you know, slow, sustained low impact. I, when I do those classes, it's like, it's all core. Even when you're doing legs, you're engaging your core. And I genuinely enjoy that type of workout now. Yeah. It's my, I think it's my favorite thing to do that in well, yoga, but it's my favorite uh, strength.
1: Thing. Yeah. And yeah. for women, they say, like, I guess working out, you only move on two planes and like spine health, which is what Legree is, you know, totally for is that you know, you twist in certain ways, like if you're in a lunge and you're using your arms at the same time. It's like I do feel like men are they have such bigger tendons and muscle groups to support themselves and less fat and they burn more. Me and my husband did the same workout the other day. We went to Orange City the other day. I burned 410 calories. And he was like 830. And I was just, just like, oh, <laughs> <No>. burns.
0: <laughs> well, How I always that? give Sherry shit every time. Cause we will work out together and we start our Apple watches at the t- same time. And she'll go, whew, that was great. That was a 210 calorie workout. And I was like, well, mine was 250 slacker. And I like, just because I am a solid, but four inches, maybe taller than you. So yes, I'm I sure. naturally, and I weigh more. Because I'm bigger, I'm taller than yeah. you. So yeah. I'm naturally going to burn more, but I love reminding Sherry that she's not working hard Ugh. enough and her <laughs> workouts
1: sucks what so is- bad.
0: <laughs> I mentioned that you've seen it all in the wrestling world. What is the craziest thing that you have seen either on a nutrition or work out front? Because mm. I remember, you know, when the master cleanse, people were doing this master cleanse and not eating for a whole month and just drinking lemon and maple syrup and <laughs> cayenne pepper. And they're like, oh my gosh, but I lost so much weight. Well, yeah, you also lost all of your muscle. Right. But I didn't imagine all that- all come
1: back. And <laughs> it all comes back.
0: And the second they start eating, they're just, a, you know, it's like touching a marshmallow yep. fluff because there's just nothing behind it. Yeah. What is some of the craziest stuff that you have seen?
2: I feel like a lot of times and you can see it coming um, and no matter what you tell people, they, they don't get it until it starts to happen. But a lot of women come into wrestling from bodybuilding and it's Makes sense. different bear, like the way that they have to eat for that training versus the way that they have to eat for wrestling training every time, every single time, almost, I feel like there's maybe like two or three people that this didn't happen to, but every single time, they blow up because they're eating too much. Like they're like, I have to eat, you know, every hour Mm -hmm. and I have to eat their chicken and their broccoli and (laughs) like whatever. And then they're just, just jumping away. And you're just like, it's gonna, there's gonna come a time where you're gonna change this. I know, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. and then sure enough it happens. And then, you know, they adapt and, you know, change. But I remember a friend when I was just beginning training was just going so hard with the meals and everything. And I remember being like, you know, you uh, don't have to eat like that anymore. And she was like, no, 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 I do. I do. I do. I definitely do. And then sure enough, she gained too much. And then she slimmed right on down because she was like, okay, I understand now. This is not the same thing. Um So yeah, like training for what is it, IFBB or the weightlifting? professional.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, but yeah that's it's also, not the same. <laughs> it's different because you're lifting and you're going for size, but then you also go on the stage and you're doing, you know, the, yeah. the poses. It's very different than having to throw yourself off of the top <laughs> of a wrestling rope and fly across a wrestling ring and like twist and take someone out. That's yeah. a very different <laughs> skill set. There's some similarities like small attire, elastic attire, probably wanting to be tan, having yeah. to have strengths. But I would imagine that those are kind of where the similarities end because those seem like two really different sports. Yeah.
2: Yeah. A hundred percent. So different. I mean, I've never done, you know, IFBB or anything like that before. I don't have the discipline. There's no, like I would quit like on the, because the, I've watched some people do it and like how they have to eat and, or not eat really, or eat things that they don't want to eat ad nauseum. um, That's just not for me.
1: (laughs) That doesn't sound like fun. And then they can't drink either when when they're eating like that. They're like, oh, I've been, can't drink for three months. I'm training. And I'm like, why? Like, yeah,
0: they got a stronger mindset than I do. I'll tell you that. Obviously there's probably any type of, Shift when it comes to diet and eating plans in the wrestling world. I also know that a lot of sports in general, athletes are very superstitious. Do you find <laughs> that that carries over into the wrestling world? I, I think so. I try not to be that way. Um, so I figure
2: skated for seventeen years before I turned into a wrestler. Oh, I didn't know and, that. Really? Yeah. No that's sparkling gear. That. And- yeah. That's kind of like really my transition from like. That didn't even need a new wardrobe. No, I could have worn the same thing. I really could have (laughs) with figure skating. I had like a lot of rituals and things had to be the same way all the time. And I noticed it didn't serve me at all. Nine times out of 10, if I was so focused on that stuff, I would skate terrible. So I decided when I got into wrestling, it would be what I want it to be, which is fun. And yeah, things, sometimes things don't go great. They don't go, you know, a hundred percent how you want it to, but at the end of the day to get a paycheck for doing something as insane and fun as wrestling. You better have fun. <laughs> You're going to like get to a point in your life where this is not your life anymore. So if you, you know, overthought everything and we're super like ritualistic and like crazy in your head about this fight here, get out of your head, have fun. The people are here. They want to be entertained, be entertaining. That's like yeah. a, a gift to be able to do.
1: My daughter just got into wrestling. My husband watches wrestling. He watches it on, uh, the wrestling app. F- I don't know. W <laughs> He watches it. And so my daughter, she doesn't, she's never cared. And she's in this phase where she wants to play NBA 2K like him and watch wrestling. And she's like, when they get really mad, she cracks up. She's like, look at that guy's face (laughs) or why is his legs so hairy? And then my husband's like, you're ruining all, I don't want to look at his legs. I don't care. Like, she's like, mommy, look at her breasts. And I'm like, is this appropriate? And then Rick's like, we watched wrestling when we were kids. I'm like, this is very true. Very true. But they
0: look like they're having fun. I have to say that I kind of do the same thing that your daughter does with my husband because he'll have it on and I will go, that storyline doesn't make sense. I don't think, (laughs) no, I don't think that this makes sense. They should have done it this way. And Stephen's like, you just dropped in and this has been a year long storyline. And you think you can just come in here and ask questions and rewrite the script. I'm like, yes, I do. I think from an outside perspective, this is exactly what this needs. And I have all kinds of questions. And he actually now does not, he never watches wrestling with me anymore. I mean, he watches it on his own all the time, but he won't watch it with me because he'll he does not like my questions. you're you're killing the joy because i'm just asking questions i'm not killing any joy i just well, have i have questions
2: yeah hardcore wrestling fans can be a little bit elitist like they, yeah. they expect you to know everything if you don't i see it all the time on social media they'll cut you down like it, it, it's a it's a real it's a real fandom it in, it's a real fandom so intense. yeah i can see that happening If your husbands are like intense about things, they don't want anybody messing up their wrestling. That's what a lot of people say, like my wrestling.
0: It's, I don't want to say guilty pleasure because I mean, he- very much is very open about enjoying it. He's a wrestler at this point. He loves telling me he's a professional wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> he was <said laughs> at the end of the day and I went lowercase p and, <laughs> and he was not super amused by Aww. that. But I know, I know. I like giving him a little bit of shit for it because if you can't play in your marriage, things get boring really quickly. Like, exactly. Exactly. Know? It's very gotta
2: give true to other shit. Except when I'm not wanting it.
0: <laughs> when I'm not in the mood. <laughs> Don't give me shit and You, you uh, were also married to a professional wrestler. Yeah. So I feel like, man, you've just got all the boxes checked in terms of the wrestling world. Has there been anything in terms of your husband going, I got to do things this way? Not, not even just superstition, but have you seen him go through any types of phases or anything super funky or any, like, I have to have this under the pillow to do well, or is he just (laughs) over that at this point? No,
2: the weirdest thing in the world to me. And I, I never can get past this because remember my mind frame in wrestling is just, this is fun and we're having fun. And like, he still gets super nervous every single time. It drives me nuts. I'm like, how are you as good as you are? And you're nervous. Like I'm half as good, not even half as good as you. And I'm not nervous I'm, you know, joking with people, you know, stretching. That's kind of cute. With, you know, yeah, i like, like playing around and he's like, are you good? Are you
1: sure? Do you want
2: to run it? I'm like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm so fine. wait, is I'm he,
1: there and is it like stage, stage anxiety a little bit? Like a little nervous? It's like, cause it's a wrestling is a live audience. It's it reminds me a lot, like actors, you know, they get to be on set. The most live is like the crew, right? My husband's thing is when he's doing a comedy, he's always like, if I can get the crew to laugh, I know I'm in the pocket, but if the crew is not laughing at my ad libs, I'm not in the pocket, but I feel like wrestling is similar where it's like, you're in front of a live audience. You messing up. Isn't a thing. It's like soap operas where you're like kind of going so fast that you can kind of forget a line or not be in the place you're supposed to be. And then kind of mess everyone up. So I would be nervous. (laughs) Like dance.
0: It's like choreography with wrestling. You're just, Physical contact happening. Well, yeah. If you mess that up, somebody could like could like break their necks. Sorry, I don't want to get all dark here. But you're right. You're right. I mean, like it's It's so true. I
2: I have had plenty of times where I've been in the ring, and things are happening. And then all of a sudden, I look across the ring at my opponent, and I'm like, I have no idea what's happening. I don't know what's happening. But I don't panic ever. I'm just like, you know what? It's gonna work. So gonna it's gonna work it out. out, and it usually does like really quickly. Like I've never been in a situation where I had no idea what was going on for a very long time. And you know, there have been situations in which I've had to say, "What's going on? <laughs> what do you need from me?" I don't know right now. Okay, it, okay, it, okay. I'm back. Is it, I'm
1: back. Is it that people forget? Are they just having a brain fart moment?
2: A lot of times, I feel like. um, if you have enough time with like your story, like you were saying, things make sense then. So everything's very natural in that case. Also, if you've had the same opponent for a long time, things just make sense. You know each other, you, you can look at somebody and know, the way that Getting she just
0: little, looked at like, me, I know what's like happening Like a little next. wink, wink or yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: You know, or the way that they're moving their body. I'm like, oh, I've seen that before. I know what's happening, you know? Mm-hmm. But sometimes when like you're new to somebody and you haven't had a lot of time to work together and you, you know, you're just now starting to understand what's going on. Like why, why we're mad at each other, you know, like, or when, <laughs> you know, that's when things fly out the window for me oh. when I don't really grasping everything that's going on and same thing with the audience, you know, you can hear them. So if everything's brand new to them while you're in there, you're, you're feeding off of them and you're hearing them. So if it's really quiet, you can tell, I don't really get this either, <laughs> you know? So oh. then it's kind of panicky because you're like, ah, they need to get this. What are we not doing that? They're not getting this. Things need to change. And then of course, if you're not thinking about what you're doing, yeah, your brain's out the window.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. So that's, that's pretty technical.
2: Yeah there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. You know, people really should give a lot of credit to wrestlers. Even, you know, people, they pick their favorites and um, you know, they'll rag on people that aren't their favorites, but even those people are working so hard. Like you have no idea. So give your appreciation to those people who are working very hard. That may not be your favorites. Like they're still really, really, really working super hard for you.
1: No
0: kidding. (laughs) What's the one wrestling secret that you can actually tell us? Or I, I guess like, I don't want you to spoil your secrets, <laughs> but what's the one thing that like a lot of people aren't aware of or wouldn't know? Like what's kind of like a surprising fact?
2: Um, everything hurts. Oh. <laughs> everything hurts. Um, I wish that that weren't the case, but
0: <laughs> everything does hurt. So um, you're saying that people are saying like, oh, well, it's scripted. So well, yeah, well, a
2: lot of times, you know, people will say, The first time that they step in a wrestling ring, they'll go, "Oh my gosh! I expected this to be padded. It's not. Um, There are wood beams under the ring. Like you, you fall when you fall for the first time in a wrestling ring. It definitely hurts. I remember the first time I went thinking, you know, I come from figure skating and stuff, and like ice is hard. We fall on the ice all the time, and I was just like, this is going to be a cakewalk for me. The first time I fell flat on my back, I saw stars, and I was just like."
0: I got to do this again and again, and again and again what did again. I do
2: wrong Ooh. it's nothing it's just you build up kind of a tolerance to it but um really bad like really big things like something up off the top rope where the two of you like if you do a suplex off the top rope definitely the next day it feels like you were in a car accident oh, and you'll be walking wow. and like, oh my god my back and then you're like oh
1: yeah
2: oh. that's like <laughs> <laughs> like, like, so you yeah, guys okay, have that's to, why i'm hurting so yeah, you have it, to do like hurts.
1: a lot of recovery right like cry do you guys do the cryo is it yeah cryo and some
2: people do chi- everybody's different in what they do i just do um i do weekly massage and i do like every other week Cairo. those are kind of my things and then i take a bath almost every night like a hot bath <laughs> yeah, just to keep myself yeah of course feeling mm. as good as possible the older i get the more i notice stuff and i'm like dang that didn't used to bother me that much. Now it does.
1: Know. <laughs> hey, cheers to getting older, Grace. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> well, we're not aging. We're anti-aging. We're aging backwards with this collagen. That's that backwards.
0: collagen cocktail. <laughs> Brandy Rose, thank you for joining us. And Sharon Gonzalez, Cassandra Dream Model, your co-hosts. Guys, you know what to do. All the like and subscribe things and all of the social media things that you do. Go find us. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. All right.